Welcome back to the Hour View Podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Tosin Ade. Join our conversation as we discuss how parents who are caregivers for their children who have disabilities can recognize the signs of burnout before it actually occurs. I would officially like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Hour View podcast, where we raise awareness, educate, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. And on today's show, I would like to welcome my guest, Tosin Ade. And uh, we are going to have a great conversation today. And uh, so welcome, Tosin, to the podcast. And I am very excited to have you on. And thank you for your time and uh, for the conversation we're going to have today. I'm excited to be here to author and it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Oh yeah. So we, uh, you and I connected a few weeks ago and, um, thankfully like all of my other guests who have, uh, I connected with you were very excited about being on the podcast and to share, uh, your knowledge with everyone. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm grateful for that and the, the quick response. And we've sent a few emails back and forth with each other and, uh, we are making this interview happen, so <laughs> so it's I'm really excited. I know, like it's technology rocks. Yes, yeah. yes, we were just saying it's uh, <laughs> you know nice to meet each other face to face, even though we're through Zoom. But that's the way that uh, we're doing things these days, and it it yeah. works. So we're uh, it works. It does. Yeah. So could you just um, I I ask my guests to introduce themselves uh, for the podcast just because. I want to, um, I want you to share uh, what you would like about uh, yourself to, uh, what you want people to know about yourself. Can you just introduce yourself and tell everyone who is Tosin Ade? Uh, so Tosin Ade is the founder of Childhood Uninterrupted. Uh, professionally, I'm an education specialist and an education consultant. So I've been in the education space, I would say for over a decade. Uh, especially as an education specialist. Over the years, I've been in a lot of IEP meetings, educating special needs kids, and just making decisions in regards to special needs kids' uh, academic development, their behavior, their emotional well-being. And a lot of these kids have varying disability. And I would say, based on that, I've been able to garner extensive knowledge on special education, the best practices and policies. And when I started the introduction, I did say, I'm the founder of, of the Childhood Uninterrupted. And what that is, it's a platform that I have created for parents. So a lot of times, not to negate the needs of special needs kids, but a lot of times we focus a lot on the special needs child. And we forget that there's someone behind the scenes making sure that this child is okay, the services are well received, the therapy sessions go well. And these parents need to be seen, they need to be heard. And I sit in a lot of IEP meetings and you're just rambling off about 
what this child needs, what this child can't do. And we forget to actually see and listen to the parents. So I created Childhood Uninterrupted as a platform where parents can actually celebrate their journey as special needs parents. This is where you can find a safe space to share your wins, to share your struggle, and to find your tribe to really know that I am not standing alone in my journey as a special needs parent. That is so important. I um, it, it's it's just so true that um, the focus is primarily on the child who has the disability, where um, you know I I know growing up with. Uh, in my family, it was my sister and I growing up with my parents and my sister didn't have a disability and I did. And, you know, my parents had to work. My parents had to um, give me a lot of attention and take me to doctor's appointments and I had surgeries. And, and like you said, the, um, the school meetings and, and to uh, educate themselves about what I needed for uh, in order to learn properly. And, um, you know, the, the focus needs to be also just as much on the whole family unit and especially the parents because um, they are the ones who are, you know, like you said, they're the ones that are behind the, the child and, and they're the ones that have to uh, take them everywhere and do everything for them and to, exactly. uh, yeah, and to help them out. So it's, it's really important. And the, the conversation you and I are having today is based on, um, the burnout that can take place um, by the parents that can become burnt out because of the uh, being the primary caregivers for their children who have disabilities, and that is so true. I think about um, I think about my mom, and I'm uh, I'm 39 and she's 69, and um, just the way that I, I'm I've I've known her all my life, obviously. But um, she, she's just a natural caregiver, not just for me, uh, exactly. you know, for, for other members in our family. And even, you know, some of my friends, the things that she does just to, um, you know, check on some of my friends sometimes. And it's just, um, you know, it, it, it becomes, you know, you do become kind of concerned for your parents, especially knowing that you know, she's 69, she's young and she gets around pretty good, but it's just like, you're 69. Like you need to chill out and sit, sit down somewhere sometimes, <laughs> take a breath <laughs> um, and everything will be okay. But, um, you know, so, so I'm really excited to have this conversation because as a person who has lived with a disability my whole life, I have seen how my diagnosis has impacted my family. And I'm sure, I know I'm not the only one who, uh, you know, a diagnosis has impacted their family. So, um, you know, thank you for uh, sharing this knowledge with us um, yeah. today. And you said uh, your mom is 69? Yes. Yeah, and just like, you never stop being a parent. Mm -hmm. You never <laughs> stop being a parent. She's always going to be worried about you. Is Absolutely. he okay? I'm sure she probably calls you if you've had breakfast, if you've had lunch, are you okay? <laughs> and you'll probably say, mom, I'm okay, I'm fine, relax, but it never stops. Right. You never stop being a parent because that's who you are and it just comes to you naturally. Absolutely. To constantly give. And one thing about parents, 
even parents with special needs kids, you're constantly worrying. And then you now add the add, you now add the layer of having a special needs child, and it just goes into overdrive. And you keep worrying, you have sleepless nights just to make sure that your child is okay. Right. And a lot of things special needs parents worry about is we usually we tend to shy away from the topic of death. But a lot of special needs parents do worry, what is going to happen to my child when I'm gone? Do I really have a tribe? Do I have a community to support my child when I'm gone? And right. that kicks, and that allows you, that makes you go into this overdraft to just do the best you possibly can while you're still here. And then you shy away from asking for help because you want to keep doing it yourself. You feel guilty asking for help because you might feel judged. Or as a parent, why are you asking for help? That's your child, you should be able to do everything. But like I tell a lot of my parents, it's okay to ask for help. And the people who truly care about you would actually feel honored to wanna help you about your child. And you just have to ask for the help. You know, there's there's definitely nothing wrong with asking for help, and uh, you know, just just like you said, parents in general, I think they just you know they're prepared to be parents and they're prepared to do it all and they want to do it all. Um, but it is okay to ask for help, and uh, that's something very important to to stress and to to make note of there. Um, so, what are some signs of burnout that? Uh, parents can begin to recognize early on before it becomes, you know, an actual burnout where, um, you know, they're just no longer able to, um, to be helpful. Yeah, to function. I would say the first thing, when you begin to struggle to relax, you know, it's time for you to relax, it's time for you to rest, and you just can't, because you're constantly in work mode or help mode or caregiver mode. And you know, I'm tired and I need to rest, but you just keep going and you cannot bring yourself to relax. Even when you're in front of the TV, let's use Netflix, for example, you're watching your favorite show and you just can't get yourself to relax because you're constantly thinking about what's the next item that I need to check off my to-do list. Uh, for me, that's a huge one. And that's something, uh, that's a sign parents should look out for. Another thing is um, mentally checking out, just, which is also on the other end of it, just mm-hmm. mentally checking out. I don't know what else to do. And you just don't want to try anymore. And you just zone off and you're not, mentally engaged with your child, you're not emotionally engaged with your child and other family members, that's also uh, a sign to look out for. And then along the line of mentally checking out, you'll be surprised how much special needs parents experience memory loss because you're just constantly giving on overdrive, doing things, meeting everybody's needs, and then you just keep forgetting even some of the most important items on your to-do list. Yeah, that is, um, that's so true to, um, you know, to make sure that you recognize these signs because it's always, 
you know, you always often hear, you often hear that, um, you know, oh, I, I didn't realize I was, you know, so burnt out, but it's like these signs are there ahead of time. And they may be small, but you can, uh, you know, if you're paying attention, you can definitely uh, notice them ahead of time. So that's really, uh, those are two really good points to, uh, to mention. <clears throat> and um, it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen in one day. Before right. you know it, it's just, oh, wow, like, how did I let it go for it to just become a volcano in my life, so to say? Right. Yeah, it is. It's a buildup of things over time. It, it's not just a, um, you know, it, it shows up as a surprise, but if you're able to uh, look back, you can, you know, possibly recognize the signs that were there. So I think those are, uh, again, I think those are two good things uh, to mention for sure. Uh, do you have any, uh, any advice uh, for self-care practices that uh, parents can take, uh, those who are caring for uh, children with disabilities, stuff they can do at home or, or things that they can just do to, um, to de-stress and to um, take a little break and relax. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, before I get started on that, yeah. I just wanna say, as cliche as it might sound, self-care is important because we live in the Instagram age, the social media age, and you constantly see, I'm all about my self-care. I'm all about my self-care. We hear about it so much mm -hmm. that sometimes it tends to lose its meaning, but then self-care is absolutely important. And it's something we really have to make a part of our life. So for me, we can start small, 30 minutes alone, just shut it down. I just need my space, 30 minutes. Trust me, everybody is gonna be fine. 30 <laughs> minutes just to yourself. If it's to binge the craziest movie, the craziest show, listen to your music, listen to your favorite podcast, or you don't even have to do anything. Just crawl under the blanket and just close your eyes for 30 minutes. You'll be amazed and how refreshed you would feel to take on the rest of the day. That's something I really encourage parents to do, just 30 minutes. And I'm sitting in IEP sometimes I'm like 30 minutes, where am I supposed to find 30 minutes? I have this to do, that to do, who's gonna take my child to therapy? Who's... But then we have to make time for it. And it might sound contradictory, but taking time for yourself, you're giving your child the gift of a happy parent. And you're the best parent you can possibly be when you are when you're happy. So that's 30 minutes. Yes. And then we kind of glossed over this a little bit, but also asking for help. You have to ask for help. Even as a parent myself, I have two kids of my own, uh, a boy and a girl, all on, both of them under 10. And it's really hard to ask for help because every time you reach out to ask for help, there's this silent little voice telling you, you're shying away from your responsibility. You're shying away from your responsibility. These are your kids. You should be the one taking care of them. But we have to find a way to silence that voice. It takes a village and I need 
to use my village to make me a better person, to make me a better parent to my kids. So when I have the village quote unquote step in to help my kids, then I can take over from where they stopped by being an even better parent than before I stepped away. Yeah, that's so good. That's such a good thing. Um, the 30 minutes, uh, taking taking a 30 minute you know, time for yourself. I love that. Um, you know, and, and these are, this conversation is, is uh, based on parents who have children who have disabilities, but it really applies. Yeah. Um, as you said, the knowledge is transferable. Like this, <laughs> this can transfer to any parent, any person really. Uh, you know, I don't have any children, but 30 minutes where I just shut everything down, uh, as I, I mentioned to you earlier, my electric was off for about an hour, hour and a half this morning. And it was like, I couldn't turn on the light. I couldn't turn on the TV. Uh, you know, I didn't want to turn on my computer and drain my battery or, or my phone, use my phone to drain that battery because I wasn't sure how long the electric would be off. And I said, okay, I'll just sit, you know, I'll just sit in the silence and, <laughs> you know, wait and, and just have some time for myself. And that's exactly what I did. So uh, you know, 30 minutes alone can really just be, uh, you know, it's a good practice for everybody to uh, take part in. <laughs> and do you realize how crazy it is when we actually try to fight the silence? Because in this day and age, we're constantly like, I have to do what's on my to-do list. I have to keep going. And it just seems wrong when you're doing what is normal. And what is normal is taking time for yourself and absolutely check out like, okay, I'm going to unplug and just be by myself, lost in my own thoughts. And we fight that. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but it, it goes back to what you said. It's the whole, you know, the social media age that we live in where, yeah. you know, people want to see us doing things and we feel like we have to show people, uh, we have to show people that we are doing things. And, um, you know, everything is just on the go all the time. And, uh, you know, again, I'm not a parent, but one of my favorite things to do, I've mentioned it before, is um, I go to a sensory deprivation float. So you float in um, Epsom salt, you just float in a pool. And oh, really? yeah, and you have the option, there's soft music playing and there's, um, you know, little lights like the LED lights, um, in the ceiling, but you have the option to turn off the lights and the sound. And in the complete darkness and silence is the best. I do it for 90 minutes. <laughs> I go once a month. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, for, for me, I love it because I can, um, you know, I can be in the silence and in the darkness, but I know people who have gone and they're just like, oh, it's not for me. I, I always, again, like you just said, I'm always thinking about my to-do list and what I have to do next and what I could be doing right now, but I'm <laughs> laying in this pool, but you know, my kids need to be here and they should be there and doing this. So um, again, it's just really, uh, really important to take time for yourself. It's not selfish to do such a thing. It is um, very important because when you take care of yourself, then you can be better um, equipped to take care of others. So, um, you know, you have to take care of yourself first. You, uh, you know, you can't give, you can't pour from an empty cup, they say. So exactly. it's, uh, you know, you have to have your cup full, you have to be full and, and energized and rested and all of that to, um, 
in order to help and take care of, of those that you love. So uh, yeah, thank you for, for those, uh, those two uh, very important tips. <laughs> And then uh, specifically, I know, like you said, uh, a lot of this is applicable to just about anyone, just making sure that you are taking care of yourself, putting yourself first. Uh, specifically for special needs parents, there's, always, there's also a service called Respite Care. Mm -hmm. And that's a service that a lot of special needs parents do qualify uh, through medical or Medicaid, or I'm saying medical, I mean, uh, California, they do qualify. That is where you have a respite care person come into your home and relieve you of all the duties of your daily activities, like cooking, helping with the kids' homework, um, making sure someone is watching them when they go for speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, whatever kind of therapy that the kids are going for, but just, just about general everyday activity. And some parents get anywhere between five to 20 hours a month and you get to decide how many, how you want to use those hours. And that's a really, really helpful resource for a lot of parents. Uh, it is nationwide. And if you need more information about that to find out if you actually qualify for a service like this, you can reach out to your respite coalition uh, within your states. And that's a service that is there. And a lot of special needs parents are not aware of this. And right. this help could really go a long way. But then I do want to add uh, a caveat to this because of COVID. So you do have to, if this is something you want to use at this time, you have to ensure that they are taking the necessary precaution before you have someone into your home. Yeah, so the... Um, it's the the respite coalition, right? That's um, yes. nationwide, and yeah. as you said, it is. It's out there. It's available, and so many people are unaware of it. And that is, um, you know, I, I think that's one of my goals in uh, creating this podcast as well to make sure that people know that these resources out there um, exist, because I remember how difficult it was for my parents to find uh, all kinds of resources. It's like, it's there, but it's like, you have to search for them. You have to fight for them. And, um, you know, it doesn't come easy. Like you have to really, <laughs> you have to And call. it shouldn't be that way. It right. shouldn't be that way that I have to fight to get right. resources for my special needs child. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. You have to, you have to keep yeah. calling and, and, um, you know, and all of that and put in some really hard work just to get what is, um, what you're allowed to get and what is due to you as, um, you know, a family that has a child with a disability. It's really just, um, you know, it's, it's a shame that it, it is so difficult. So I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that and that it is, um, you know, it is nationwide and, um, you know, so make sure that you, uh, if you're listening and you're, wondering and interested in the uh, respite care, like it is available to uh, to a large number of people. I'm not sure if it's uh, everyone, but 
you know, you can definitely reach out and see if uh, you qualify for these, uh, for these resources. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt to try to see if you qualify. And if it's a situation where you do not qualify, you can always ask, I do not qualify for this. What else do I qualify for? Right. That would allow me to meet these exact needs that I need met. Yeah, this is, um, you know, it's something, again, it, it's something that, you know, you shouldn't have to fight for, but once you do get, uh, you know, connected to the right people and the right, uh, you know, the, once you get connected to the right people, you're uh, able to uh, utilize these resources and then you can, um, you know, take it, not take advantage, but you can, um, you can utilize the resources and then you can uh, get some, some time for yourself. Give, well, your, give your child the gift of a happy parent. It doesn't make you less of a parent. Your kid sees you showing up every day and it means a lot to you, to your kids to see you happy. Trust me, when they see that light in your eyes, it transfers to them and it makes them better. And it just, it just makes the whole village, the entire family function better when the caregiver is actually taking time for his or herself. That is so true. And that is a great way to wrap up this conversation. Everybody, uh, you know, everybody works, everything functions better when everybody is happy and rested and taking care of (laughs) themselves. And just, uh, you know, again, you can't pour from an empty cup. So just, you know, this is a message for everybody. Again, just make sure that you are taking care of yourself and recognizing the possible signs of, of burnout before it actually occurs. Um, make sure you take that 30 minute break <laughs> exactly. you know, just, to, just to spend time with yourself and read a book or just sit in silence mm-hmm. and you know just do what you have to do for yourself to make sure that you remain uh, healthy and happy so that, uh, you know, so that you can do your, your duty of taking care of those in your family and your, your circle and, and within your village to just, uh, you know, just to take care of everybody. So um, thank you so much, Tosin, for your knowledge in this area. And uh, before we wrap up, can you tell people where they can uh, find you on social media and um, any other links that you would like to mention? Definitely. Uh, you can find uh, Childhood Uninterrupted at www.childhood you.com so the uninterrupted it's not spelled out is childhoodu.com you can find us on instagram at childhoodu underscore on instagram okay and there you find uh, a plethora of resources and ideas and i always tell my parents uh within the childhood uninterrupted family that I, as an individual, I do not know everything there is to know about special needs. And I welcome parents to share their stories, their ideas, their opinions, and let's just learn from each other. Let's form a platform and this community together so we can be able to be in a position to teach the world about inclusion, about acceptance, and just be better in our approach in dealing with uh, kids with special needs and their parents and families. 
let's yeah. do better educating ourselves. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, I love that that you said that. You know, you don't you don't have all the answers, <laughs> um, and you are. I think it's always important that we, uh, everyone, that we're all always willing to learn. Uh, and to stay educated about things and, uh, you know, hear other people's perspectives and hear other people's, um, and take other people's input because uh, what a parent might have to offer, that might be something that benefits another parent that they never thought of before. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's great that you have created this and, um, you know, the platform just to create a community of people where uh, everybody can learn from each other and we can all, um, you know, become better people and better caregivers and just um, better units of, um, of community and villages that we can um, learn from each other and uh, just support each other. Because I think that is uh, so important, creating a great network of support uh, for families who are caring for those who have disabilities. And it's just, um, you know, it's very important that you have created this. So I'm, I'm very happy to have connected with you and uh, to have you share your, uh, your knowledge about the, the topic with us. And I appreciate your time today. I appreciate your time too, Arthur. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Thank uh, you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Leave us a review wherever you listen and let us know what you liked about this episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms for more disability-related content at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you listen to this episode on your phone, take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and be sure to tag us. We thank you for listening and take care.